Yo, you know how to space, space. Shout out to man in his podcast. Shout out Squint. Shout out Cody. Bitch, Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. They got to the dream, huh? Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. Yeah. They got to the dream. Huh? Meanie, meanie, money, money. Catch your thotty by her toe. If she say she don't listen to the podcast, I let her go. If she say she do, to see a motherfucking keep a grim reaper killing beast without the effort, cause I'm eat good. Came from the bottom, so jump from the top rope. My head is mad, how I'm spitting the scout flow. I'm on my game, running up for that pop flow. We want a green second cheese, just like nachos, huh? Say, let me breathe for a second, huh? I'll be ballin' hawk out in these threes, like I'm reffin', huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream, huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream. What's up, you guys? It's your boy Squints here with a very special guest on another episode of A Man and His Podcast. You may have heard of him. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Marcus Buff Daddy Bagwell. Man, I don't know if you've uh, seen, but I've been hyping this up for the past like week now. Like I was so ecstatic about this. So excited. I'm glad, dude. I'm real glad. I, like I said, dude, I, you know, this, like I said, this is what's going on with me right now. It isn't, isn't easy, bro. And, and everybody thinks, oh God, he's having, he's, ooh, he, I said, hey, hop in these shoes. You know, be back at the crib Sunday night after WrestleMania. You know, but, you know, I mean, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, it's, 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 um, What's happening right now with me is it's just it's off the chain, which is I call it how I describe it as like a, a, a locomotive that's just barreling down the damn rails, you know, and you can either hop off or you all right. My bad, it stopped for some reason. Well, we're recording now. We're recording again. Okay. We're good. So yeah, so I'm hanging on to the locomotive. So uh, how this usually goes is I just have like a few base questions or like this topics and stuff like that. And then like, it spirals into whatever, like sometimes we go off the rail and we can't get the questions or whatever, but I have one question that I really want to know. And that a lot of people have been asking me, what was your max on bench when you were working out like on a regular basis? M- maximum bench. I mean, I re- record now to it where I can tell the story good yeah you didn't max out um back in our era of the 90s because you're you, you can get hurt the, the the old saying that i was taught actually from my brother was less than eight lower the weight more than eight that's great. And bro, I can't tell you the times I've spotted Rick Steiner 
with 180 pound dumbbells rocking back and getting one. You just, you're going to get hurt. And Rick has tore every muscle in his body. And I love him to death. He had the, one of the best bodies in the world. It's just, but that era, it's not even his fault. It was just that era of, you know, you know, lift heavy and we're power. We're going to lift heavy. We're going to be strong. We're going to eat carbs. We're going to be big. And then we realized, wait a minute, hold on. No, that, that don't work. So in the middle of that, of that thing of me and Lex knowing, look, it's better to do eights and tens and twelves and fifteens than it is than doing you know fours and sixes because you're just taking a chance on you know tearing you know tearing a peck or something. Um, and so the most impressive thing I've ever done, and I've got an unbelievable witness. So I've got two bench stories because it's incline and flat bench. Yeah, yeah. I I free weight at 20 years old, free weight would unrack 315, bro. That's three wheels on each side. That's 345s on each side. I would take it off free weight. Not on the rails like the Smith machine now, and do ten just boom, boom, boom. One day Kevin Nash, which is the witness, come in and said, "He said, dude, I am so sick and tired of seeing you do that damn three fifteen. Let's see what you can do." And I, keep in mind, you just heard what I, I'm scared to tear a peck or something, and you're out for six months. So, but then again, Kevin Nash is asking me to do this. So I'm like, oh, okay, man, all right. So we put a 10 on. I just smoke it. So then I get fired up and go, well, shit, let's just, let's put 365, which is a 25. So 365 on free weight underline quote and no cap free weight 365 i got it for eight with kevin nash spotting me and he said now that's training but I, as soon as he left i took all the weight off except 225 and did and did reps because i was i was so scared <laughs> my flat bench story is uh, one day we just got to talking like, like, like we're talking now. And I said, somebody said something, well, what, do you, what can you bench? And I keep in mind how many times I've been asked that 10,000 times. And so we sat down and we put, we put 405 on there because neither one of us had really, he probably had, because, you know, Lex, you realize Lex and the, all the, all the crew was 12, 10 to 12 years older than me. But he sat down and um, he said, well, let's just put 405 on there. That's, that's a lot of weight. I mean, at 405, that's four wheels. That's four 45s on each side. And the bar's doing that cartoon thing like a little bit. 
It's unbelievable. I said, Lex, I said, so we, 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 we did the right thing. We stretched, we warmed up good with 135, like we always do, but we don't warm up higher, 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 higher. We warm up at 135 and that's it. And then our first set was always 215. So we warm up, stretch, 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 stretch. Well, I go first and I get 405 for three on flat bench. Lex gets it eight times. Lex did it eight. And they say, and I, I think this is true, that you, um, you had about five pounds per rep. So do the math, that's 40 pounds. So really his, his max would have probably been four, 440, 450. Cause you had five pounds per rep. Mine would have been 5, 10, 15. Mine would have, my max would probably have been at a competition somewhere, 415, 420. That's insane. The I've never told that story ever, I don't think. Uh, it's just um, when people ask me, I've been asked so many times, I go, what do you think? I, what, I said, what's it look like I, I can bench? And whatever number they say, I go, that's it. You got it. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I said, yep, you got it. Because <laughs> I don't want to get into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I love working out. And, like, I've been going to the gym forever now. But like, the incline bench story, that's just insane to me. Because that's you don't you don't know somebody that knows somebody that got 365 for 10 on free weight incline, bro. You don't know somebody that they know somebody that they know somebody that did that. I mean, bro, that's a big deal. I, I was blown away. Yeah, well, definitely. But he, he, he was right, kind of, but at the same time, snap, six, that's six months, bro. That's six months. And there's somebody's waiting right behind you to come in your spot, bro. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's what I try telling people too at the gym, whenever they start lifting like too heavy and I can see them on bench and they start like doing one of these and I'm like, Oh, yeah. oh you're going to mess your shoulder up. You're well, that shoulder I, up. I'll give you another story real quick. I, I, a kid was in the gym one day. Good looking kid. You could tell, you know, he was on the juice a little bit, looked good. Had three of his buddies with him, and he put 315 on there. Or, yeah, it was, it was 315. And he barely, barely, barely got it once. And and they were high-fiving and all that. And I let them get done, and I couldn't control myself. I couldn't help it. Oh, it was very nice. I said, hey, big man, what's your name? Shook his hand. I said, Why'd you just do that? If you could have looked, if you could saw, saw the look on his face, it was like. So of course the words, I don't know, came out. He goes, I don't know. I go, well, let me tell you, let me tell you what you did. He goes, okay. I go, you barely got 315. And you sacrificed 
for four people that were looking, your three buddies and me, you sacrificed six months and a surgery. I said, does that make sense? Or do 225 for 12? And your chest is going to get just as big. I said, get that, that one, two, three rep shit out of your head, bro. It's eight. Eight. I, if I can't get eight, it instantly lowers. Instantly. And, and he, an hour later, he's following me around the gym like with a pen and pad asking me questions. I said, bro, I'm trying to train. I do this. I do this. I, I do this professionally. I said, you know, he goes, I know, I know you're above five or everything. I said, no, 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 even training, it's just not worth my energy if somebody's not going to listen to me. So I charge $100. I said, right now, you would owe me two or $300. I said, so let's just, hey, you got, you got to talk to Buff. Hopefully, you learn something and, you know, and just realize that, you know, what you did was, was cool to poor people. And you could, and you, and you took a chance on tearing your pet. So just, just be smart, man. Be smart. Yeah. So yeah. So four oh five for three is my Mac Daddy bench, and three sixty five. And I'm, I'm probably exaggerating with the ten, but it was eight to ten for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, you, 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 you don't know anybody that can come off and just do one of those. I mean, I went. Boonka, 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 you know, just like, and like, I don't know, man, incline, I was stronger on incline than flat bench for some reason. And a lot of guys aren't like that. They got, they're, they're stronger on flat bench, but I was, I was stronger on incline. And to me, incline is the best part of your chest, anyway, because it's upper chest. You want your upper chest to be big. You don't want your, you know, it's, it's you know, this will all come over. Mm -hmm. And look like my chest did on TV and Scott Steiner's chest look because incline. Yeah. So you said he uh he said, I know you're buff. What is the uh I guess weirdest like interaction like that where like you were like out in public and somebody's like, Oh, you're buff bagwell. What's the weirdest time that's happened? The weirdest what now? Like when somebody comes up to you and like notices you, recognizes you, I guess. Um well, the one I, the one I hate, I'm sorry to say hate because it may be on your list, but is it's a great question, but it's just you got to realize the era I came from, man, the, the people I wrestled. But I get the, what was your favorite match? I mean, dude, do you realize who I wrestled? Ric Flair, Roddy Piper. And beat them both. That I didn't beat them. They laid down for me and 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 you know, allowed me to win. And and I mean that's a big deal, bro. I mean it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean just um, and you know so you know best matches and all that. I mean, I, dude, all my matches were pretty solid, man. They if you look back at them. You didn't see Buff mess up too much, bro. You didn't see Marcus Alexander Bagwell mess up. I mean, either too, not not too much or not at all. I'm not quite sure which. 
but I just did not, I did not want to look stupid on TV and I wasn't going to. Yeah. Um, but um, people, believe it or not, the thing I can't, I came up with for your answer is my hat box. Fucking blows everybody's mind. At airports, every single time I go, because you can't check a hat box with a top hat in it. You know, it's going to get banged up and it's just two little latches and all that. You have to put locks in them and all that. It's too much trouble. So I always carry on my top hat. But it's, a, it's, a, it's like an octagon um, kind of shape, like, you know, edges. and dunk, 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 dunk. It's, it's just a weird looking thing. But man, I mean, I've had people just every, every single time I've gone to the airport, somebody asks about it. Every time. Every time. And, and guess what I get out of it? I get... It's something you're in a band and it's some kind of musical instrument container. And they say cymbals. I go, do I look like I'm going to play a fucking cymbal to you? Are you kidding me? So, but, you know, I, I, I mess with people too. I'm like, it's, a, it's my cat. And I'll shake it like, ah! you know, but the cat says, shh, you know. It's a cat. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And then sometimes I'll say hat. Then they you don't want to say hat because they go, hat. They've got no idea that this is what gets booked. And I just come along with it. I mean, they don't get that part of it. So you don't want to say, I'm carrying a hat around to somebody that don't know you're above Bagwell. Yeah, you know, so you try to dodge that, but they they they, they hound you, hound you, hound you. Finally, you're like, look, I'm a pro wrestler. This 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 has some action figures. Well, then of course, well, can we see it? So I got it out and show it, and then it, it's pictures and, and all that stuff because I'm just I, I love fans and and it don't bother me. It's just. God, that damn hat box has caused me more conversations that I did not want to have um, over the years, man. Have you ever seen it? The hat box? No, yeah. I have not. I have Benny! Not. Benny! Bring me the hat box! It's, it's, it's funky looking, bro. I'm interested to see what it looks like now that you're saying that you're getting all these people. Uh, now, listen now, here's what it logically is. It is a cowboy hat box. Now, why they made it this shape and this fashion, I don't know, but they, they did. And here it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, that right there, brother, gets more attention at Atlanta Airport than if I walk through there naked. <laughs> I swear to God, it does. Yeah. 
Thank you, buddy. No problem. Uh, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, but, but it is an awkward looking, but to the point of, I can see it in their faces. They're like, we got to know, man. We, we've been talking about it. We just, we just, we, we, we got to know what, what, what's, 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 what's the case and what's in it. And like I said, you don't want to say hat because then they're like, who the hell carries their hat in a box? Well, they don't realize how famous and popular and important this hat is. You know, it's almost like Frosty the Snowman's hat. You know, it's, it's important. So I was like, dude, I said, you know, I, finally I, I got to bring the wrestler word out. And well, I'm, I'm a wrestler and, and it is, uh, oh, you are? Well, and then it's just, you know, here he goes. Now we're in it, you know, and I try, I try to dodge it, you know. Yeah, most definitely. You just sold uh, replica hats, didn't you? Replica top hats. Oh yeah, yeah. We we sell them. We we do we sell them on our website now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought I thought I seen that on uh, Twitter earlier, and I was like, that's smart. That's real yeah. smart. How's that going for you? Real good, dude. We sell a bunch of them, man. We sell a bunch. And uh, matter of fact, we just ordered another hundred um, because, and then we got a guy that airbrushes them. Uh, that's a good friend of my 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 podcast guy, and he's a good friend of him, and so he, he does them all pretty cheap. And what I'm going to next is <clears throat> they can pre-order it and put their name on it. And they send a picture, I'll put their face on the top for another price. So, you know, that way you get this. Okay. Full above daddy face. <laughs> okay. You see it? Yeah, I seen that. That's sick. I'm buff and I'm I'm buff and I'm the stuff. <laughs> That's all I've heard around my house this week. Because my stepmom and my dad, massive fans of yours. And all week, all week, I'd come home from work and they're like, <laughs> they'd be saying that I'm buff. And I'm like, oh, my, I've heard probably a hundred times this week. Oh. Hundreds of times. But they love, they love you. And that's their favorite catchphrase. That's all they say. That's all oh, they that's say great. now. That's great. That's great. That's cool as hell. But, uh. Speaking of Twitter, you're starting to become like everyone's favorite Twitter account. How did like how did that happen? You just like randomly like people were tweeting at you and you just start randomly answering questions and people are like, oh, he has somebody on his Twitter account. I think I think I think they thought I think they well, they first of all, I'm very honest about everything. Yeah. And I for some reason the Twitter world got off on the fact that they were like teaching me stuff like you know do you know what no cap means no cap yeah it means uh it means like for like true yeah like yeah like hey like i will kick your ass no cap yeah you know well that guy got his ass kicked no cap you know i mean so that's my favorite one and uh you know you know bays and um and bougie and 
there's bad ones that they like to give me because I'm I'm wholesome buff and Uncle Buff <laughs> to everybody, which is great. I love it and want to keep being that person for them. And and, and um, but um, I mean I mean I when 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 Strowman when he apologized to me, you know, it was it was kind of weird because I, I didn't want an apology. I just I just. It just it just went somewhere. You just don't throw rocks in glass houses. And that's why I tied back. I said, look, yeah. I said, wow. I said, talking about throwing rocks in glass houses. You just did it, bro. I said, I just found this this picture of you on it. You had a DUI. So now you know how can we you know do that? So anyway, I think I think the the Twitter world really just saw my true heart. And opened up to the, to the to, to the trans to, to 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 everybody that was you know that who was who they wanted to be, and that's what excited me. So I went with that, and it just exploded, man. It just it just really went well, and and you know we just I believe in that whole, wholeheartedly. I mean I mean it just. You know, just if if you're with me and you're not comfortable, then I'm not comfortable. Because I care that much about each. I'm talking about if you're a, a stranger that I don't even know and you're in the group and we're out somewhere, I will say, hey, bud, what, what's, what, what, what's wrong, man? Are you okay? I will literally dive into that person and say, what can we do to make it, make it? I'm trying to say, what can we do to make, make it better for you? Without saying that. I'm like, yeah. Hey bud, are you okay? Are you cool. Yeah, no, I'm cool. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, no, you're not. There's something going on. And then a little something will come out. And, and after that, he's, you know, whether it's a he or she, they're they're laughing and cutting up and, and everything else, and, and it's like it's it's cool. But yeah. I just don't want nobody to be unhappy or, or or not positive. Or I mean, my God, like I said, Dallas Page wrote a book that was called Positively Pay. I mean, positively unstoppable. I mean, two of the most. I mean, if somebody describe me as positively unstoppable that's a big deal that's two great words he put them together and made a book out of it you know so it was great my favorite is uh whenever you post something that you're unsure of and then everyone's in the comments and they're like my favorite's the eggplant when you're just talking about gardening and everyone's like, hey, Uncle Buff, calm down. And you're like, what? I just have a green thumb. And then <laughs> they're just, everyone goes nuts about it. They do. And they want to they teach me. They want to teach Uncle Buff, you know, like, do you know what thought, T-H-O-T is? Yeah. See, I, I didn't know what that was, but they taught me, you know, it's <laughs> like that hole over there. So you know, I didn't know that stuff, you know, so they got off on, and they're getting off on, and I love it because it's bringing me into their world, which I love to be, and it's bringing them into my world, which I love it to be. And that's that's the dynamic that's happened here, you know. 
So you found the website Urban Dictionary where you can find uh, like all the newer slang words. What is the most surprising one on there? Boosie. <laughs> that's gonna become that's gonna become a Twitter clip. That's people are gonna clip that and they're. I mean, and believe it or not, somebody asked me, and I really didn't know what it was, even though when I heard this, what it was, I went, well, I said, oh, my God, yeah, of course, that makes sense, you know, but, and, you know, <laughs> pussy, okay, I get it, boosie, but, but still, I, I didn't know, and yeah, you know, so it just, they just, I mean, it's just like, it's almost like they're having fun making me a bad, <laughs> like, like trying to make me, um, you know, a bad guy kind of, but really it's really kind of fun for them to show me and teach me and guide me. And I'm, I'm, not, and I'm having a blast doing it with them, you know. I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, my friend, he took a picture or his kid took a picture with Effie and Alley Catch. And he made the caption on Twitter, Bussy is for the kids. And everyone was on him for that one. Everyone was like, hey, probably delete this. Hey, you probably should have made that the caption. And he's like, what? It's a tag team. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> but uh, on to the next question that I have. This is from my co-host who's normally on here. He asks everyone this. He asked uh, Tony Mamaluk this, and it's now our my go-to question, if you could fix anything in your home, what would it be? Is there like in any drawers? That are, yeah, like any drawers or is there like a door? It bothers me every day because I just moved into this house and you can see this is my, this is my, the wall you see behind me, all four walls are just decked with, you know, dolls and cap my face on a Capital One credit card and and just great pictures and handsome stranger and that was when I was in Pay It Forward with the with the with the banner um, uh, just Day of the Warrior Return to Savage Beach Terror Track with John Renner God rest his soul um, just all this stuff man they're just this is this is my this is like my wall of fame you know okay but it would be painting the house painting the house like the outside or like the walls inside, inside? okay okay the outside looks great the inside it just bothers me man mm -hmm. every day and don't get me wrong it's going to be fixed the problem is <laughs> is I just got so much going on. I just, believe it or not, if you got a lot going on and you just do one thing at a time, just do what's right in front of you, bro. Like I did today to get this, to this seat to be with you tonight. You got to realize you got to do what's right in front of you. And whatever's in front of you, get that done. No matter how overwhelming it is, I knew that at seven o'clock, as my back was getting shaved and my neck was getting shaved, I knew that I had to be here at seven and, and somebody goes, I said, what time is it? And, and um, 
uh, my ex-wife said, it's 6.50. And I said, we got 10 minutes? I go, oh my God. I go, that's an eternity for me. I said, let's play game of Monopoly. <laughs> I said, we, we got time to play game of Monopoly here. Going to. And that's how ten, that's how deep 10 minutes is to me, bro, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Minute by minute, really. Yes. That's the way people but, uh, but, Yeah, but painting inside the house bothers me because the walls need to be painted. And, and actually not in this room. This room's really... Wait a minute. He did paint this room. He did paint... He painted this room and my cowboy room that I, I think I showed on Twitter once. But uh, um, I got like a... I had a, I had a cowboy bar like Longhorn was my idea uh, to copy Longhorn back when um, uh, back when WCW was rolling and I was rolling. So all that stuff came down to a room now, but it is a incredible, incredible room, dude. It's just off the chain. It's really cool. It's, um, I mean, I'm talking about Cowboys, even even it was so much stuff though. I had made that, and there's a little bathroom right outside of it. And I made the bathroom cowboyish too, with a cowboy, um, sh a shower curtain. Um, I mean, I, sh I shower in the walk-in one because this is easier for me. Uh, but but still, the um, you know for looks. You got, you know, the, 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 the whole cowboy theme. I mean, I got the little cowboy. I got the wagon. I got the stand that goes on. I got the saddle up against the wall, nailed on the wall, and um, like an old saddle, a real, real old saddle that looks incredible. Um, and just things, I, a pair of spurs that are real, real old school spurs. And I just made both those into the room and the bathroom. And it just turned out to be beautiful. So it's almost like a man cave of sorts. Oh, absolutely. Well, keep in mind, this house, really, the whole house is, is, my, is my man cave. Yeah. <laughs> but back in the day, I had a man cave, bro. I'm talking about a $100,000 man cave. I went in there. Closed the French doors, had three Coors lights, and I'm sure some kind of pill somewhere, and would watch Gladiator twice, back to back. And then after I would do that, I came out and was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. But there was times, man, that it, I came home, bro, and it was... I was tired, man. I was wore out. And it was just time to, you know, I had, I had, I had to take a, you know, I, I had to check myself, you know, I really did, you know. On site. On site. <laughs> uh, I think he's named all four or five different slang, uh, slang words now. Yeah, brother. On site. Do you know what is on site? Give me the definition for on site. On site is like, the next time I see you, 
from what you said, you're getting your ass kicked on site. Okay, you passed. You passed. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's a perfect example, actually. And then, and then you can follow it up if you wanted to with, and that's no cap. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Could, could you? Yeah, that I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I would say I'm kicking your ass on site. No cap. It's yeah, like, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm gonna kick yeah. your ass on site. No cap. Exactly. That's a perfect. That's that's a whole phrase. You're level one up. You're level one up. I know, brother. I'm telling you, and I love it because this is the shit that we we did. Where we would we we would have had a blast with this if we knew what was going on with this kind of stuff back in the back in the nineties. You know, I mean, it just it just it just didn't hit us, you know, that way. And, and all of a sudden, I started hearing these words, and I was like, what, what? What is that? You know, and then Jonna, my niece, she has a little a little boy in her class, and he's real cool. Fifth grader, fifth grader, and she, he's the one that taught her thought, because she goes, he asked her something, and she goes, oh, well that that's a thought. Let me think about that. And he goes, oh. Did you just call your, did you just say you had a thought? And she went, she had no idea. So she goes, no, I just said, I, that, that's a thought. I'll, I'll put it, that, that thought in progress. And he kind of chuckled and went off. And then later on in the, at the playroom, they were outside like recess or whatever. And he goes, um, that right there's a thought. And he goes, and she goes, come on, you got to tell me what's up. But keep in mind, she's a bad one. She's she's all bad wolf. And she's uh, four year in a row, and you got to make it each year you do it. Four years, she was a Atlanta Falcon cheerleader. And so she's gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful, and athletic as hell. So she she digs it, you know. She's with it and get it gets everything. But she said, "You gotta tell me the uh, you know the thought thing. What what, what is it?" And he told her. He said it, it means that that hoe over there. And she was like, "What? A fifth grader just knew something I didn't know, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome. That's hilarious, actually. It is." Dude, this little kid is super cool. That's awesome. Uh, so your uh, your niece, does she know that you were a wrestler? Oh, my niece was old enough. Matter of fact, and this is deep, and I don't mean to go deep, but it always you ask, so it's got to be answered. I'm living in her mother's house, which she just recently passed away. Um, I'm really bad with time always, but it seems like yesterday, but it was like, I don't know, maybe six months, eight, I don't know. I, I mean, let me think. Um, let's 
So my mom's been dead for six months. So I I can't remember if Ann, her, her Jonna's mother's name is Ann. And I can't remember if um, if she died before my mom or I think she died before. Um, but regardless, um, I'm living in her house, you know. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's, that's a big deal, you know, that's a huge deal. Um, uh, but what did you ask to get me to that topic? Uh, does Jonna, your niece, know that yes. Uncle Buff was a wrestler? Yes. She was old enough back to this house and let me live here. And, you know, of course, I pay, of course, but still, I live here. But she was old enough to remember the real Uncle Buff. <laughs> I mean, like, Merry Christmas and Santa Claus came walking in. You know, you know, it was, in, you know, at, at the big mansion that I built, you know, from the ground up, you know. So it was, it was a real surreal, deep thing, you know, that happened. And, um, and I was blessed from it. It was great. I, I, I have no regrets from it. I just, it was the hardest thing to hit me uh, from losing my job, though, because I built it from the ground up, bro. And it was really, 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 it was off the chain, bro. It was off the chain. I mean, the theater room, way before, you know, there were gadgets like this. They had, I had a little box about this big. And it would turn the fans on what speed. It would dim the lights, up the lights. I had it completely soundproof professionally by a, you know, by um, uh, a theater room guy that makes theater rooms. Yeah. And, you know, I had the big, instead of, you had two choices back then. You know, the, the TVs were crazy expensive back then. So I went with the old school. I had 13 televisions in my mansion. And they all were hanging in the wall you know, up in the corner on a perfectly, you know, cool looking uh, thing that holds TVs in the corner. Yeah. But here's this big, like the first time a, a computer came out, you know, big gigantic thing. And, but, but, but the flat, the screens were like $15,000 and stuff. Phillips and, um, the M one, Japanese. Um, not Magnavox, but something like, what's an M, M technology word? Motorola? No. Um. I can't, I can't think of it, but anyway, that was the only two choices, and Phillips was supposedly the best, and um, it was $16,000 for one, and I was like, time out, let's go to the cube, nice TV in the corner, and um, 
That's why I did. So, but yeah, they were very expensive, man. But so I had the, I went with, you had two choices. You could do the pull down screen and have to have the damn, the monitor on the roof that shot it. You could see it and all that. I'm real big on it showing and not seeing it. You know, I don't want to see it, you know. So, or you go 80 inches and do, Mitsubishi. It was a Mitsubishi. So I had a Mitsubishi 80 inch screen TV um, upstairs and downstairs. One was old that I carried through several houses. And um, and then that was the uh, uh, Bob brand new 80. I say, I take it back. There were 60, I think, upstairs. But um, we went with the 80 and, and we trimmed it all in with wood and had screws. If you had to, had, had to fix it, you know, fix something, little screws, you could take the boards out and, you know, do the maintenance on it. Um, but from you sitting there, it was just wood around a perfectly beautiful screen of 80 inches. It was great. I've always wanted a home theater. Like I've always just Dude, wanted. It was I, I even had steps, and on the steps I had lights. You had like lights a real movie theater. Yeah. So it was it was really really real. All three chairs were literally theater cinema chairs with a cup holder. You know the seat went back. Um, and I even took the couch that was in front because it dipped down. There was a big couch in front. So you had a big couch and you had three cinema chairs. We took the leather from the cinema chair, I mean, from the, the, the couch and sent it to the chair people and had them put leather, the same leather on the edges to trim the chairs because you know, that tied them together, you know, again, another little thing I did that was incredible, cool. And it just, that, that's why the house hurts the most, you know. So my, uh, my dad, he didn't know this. Do you know this, that movie theaters have recliners now? Say again? Uh, my dad didn't know this, but do you, that movie theaters have recliners like that? Actually oh, yeah. You can eat. You can eat and order food now. Yeah, yeah. You can order. I've food done that deal. Food. I mean, I'm talking about a filet mignon. I mean, baked potato, and you're like, you know, like you're watching TV, and oh, it's incredible. Yeah, my dad had no idea. He's used to just the seats that lean back a tiny bit. He didn't know you can go there and have like relax. He didn't know you yeah. can go there and relax. It's great. They, they, they you know, uh, they made movies fun again. But then they kind of kind of fell off again, you know, after the pandemic and all that and mask and all that crap. God, I hate this that mask shit. It's just so stupid. I saw a girl the other day in her car by herself, and she was wearing a fucking mask. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. What are you, you going to give yourself COVID in your car? 
I mean, come on, man. I was, I mean, I swear to God, I wanted to go get out of my car, go knock on her window and go, why are you wearing that fucking mask? But that ain't wholesome Uncle Buff. So I just went. Good luck with that mask. You know, hope it does well for you. <laughs> but it just blew my mind. She was by her, I even looked deep, like making sure there wasn't a baby or something in there by herself, dude, wearing a damn mask in her own car. That's crazy. So this next segment is I have a list of people and you either tell me if you have a uh, story with them or what you're like, just quick thoughts on them are, you know, what? like, so this first one is Too Cold Scorpio. Um, taught me so, you, you want just my re rebuttal or what I think about him? Yeah, what you think and if you have any stories with him. Uh, that was really the first thing that put me on the map um, was Too Cold. He was a great worker. Um, he knew that I didn't have, I wasn't about the, the black white thing didn't, didn't phase me because I had a nanny named Flo Mama that raised us as children. So me being around black people was normal. And my brother, John, all his friends are black, you know? So the black white thing don't, you know, he knew instantly about beating me, didn't mean nothing to me. It was like, he, you know, we not, not we, we never even talked about it but um he really took me leaps and bounds with his with showing me how to work and teaching and we man we were we were tag team of the year bro you know back in 91 or two you know i mean it was it's a big deal that's a big deal you know and we made the cover front cover you know and uh um, but you know, just um, we did, we just worked good together, we really did, always yeah. did. Yeah, that was a question from uh, GCW ring announcer MLJ, which I know you're a big GCW fan, which leads me to what are your thoughts on GCW? You live tweet them, like you live react on Twitter to all their shows, it seems. I'm a huge GCW fan, man. I, I think the game changer, first of all, I love the name, game changer. Um, but, um, it just, um, you know, that in AEW is, it, it, that's it going up against Vince, you know, that's it. But at least there's two kind of like ECW and WCW, you know? Um, but I think they're stronger than ECW was, but they may not have been stronger than WCW was. Cause we actually, you know, started kicking Vince's ass. You know, I mean, there. I mean, Conrad, you know, post a, a podcast called 83 Weeks, you know, because 83, here's the big word, consecutive 83 weeks, we beat them. So Vince McMahon don't lose. And he really don't lose for 83 weeks. But he did. <laughs> Yeah, GCW, it's people don't consider it like I consider EC or uh, GCW in like the top three promotions. Like when people are talking wrestling, I talk WWE, AEW, and then like GCW because 
like you said, they're game changers. It's in the name. Like they're doing something that like most independent companies don't and that's travel and put people on the map really. Like, I mean, like you were down at Mania Week and they did that. Like they, it was centered around GCW. That's nuts. Right. It really is. And, but AEW reminds me uh, tremendously a lot. It reminds me of, you know, WCW because Sting's there. Arms there, you know, Tully Blanchard with old school, you know, Gordon Sully days, you know, NWA, you know, um, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, it just, it just brings back good memories of, of having, you know, really, you know, really uh, a, a, a great product and they do and they do and they got a great team. Um, but then again, Game Changers does also, you know, so, but still, you know, I, I mean, if, if I could go anywhere, I, I would probably, I'd probably go a, AEW, but at the same time, you know, the, the Joey, the Joey, the Joey G, bro, as I call him, Joey G, he, he uh, you know, he took advantage of Buff Daddy a little bit. I got in the ring thinking we were going to be all cool and like high five each other. And I turn around, turn around, and he super kicks me, bro, for real. And I was like, I mean, watch that. Hey, watch that. If you get a chance, watch that bump back. That ain't no bump. That is, you got your ass super kicked. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I mean, I, it, 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 my head, I took Advil when I got to the back. My head was hurting. I mean, he 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 rocked me, bro, and and I'm pissed about it still. So as soon as my knee gets better, Joey G, I, I, yeah, look out, bro, because I'm coming after you, and I'm gonna find you, and I know you're all about it too. So I found a thing that years ago you always wanted to wrestle Buff Bagwell. Well, that's because you wanted to wrestle somebody that look great could wrestle great and you want to try to beat that person that way it'd raise you up that's a very smart thing but i was buff bagwell on major tv and joy g i love you but you wasn't you wasn't bro you wasn't on that you know, Monday Night War thing. And I'm sorry you didn't make, I'm sorry you didn't make it and all that, but at the same time, then you super kick the legend, the king, Buff Daddy. I mean, Uncle Buff. I mean, come on, bro. So what you're saying is when your knee gets fixed for Joy Janela, it's on site. No, oh, he's my first, he's my first, he's my first go-to. Okay. I'm calling. I mean, and I, I know he'll accept, but I'm I'm calling him out right 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 out of the gate. Okay. Right out of the gate. The next person is I just seen you tweeting about them, Matt Cardona. What are your thoughts on? Matt oh Cardona? God, I love that kid, man. And I can say kid because he's 20 years younger than me. I love him. 
And, you know, I mean, um, just a good guy, great, great look, you know, head full of hair. I mean, he just, he's just, he's just got, he's got, he's got it all. I mean, he's like, he's like Buff was in the nineties. He just, he has it all. And, um, I like I like both the guys. I mean, both the they're the podcast guys. They're both great. But Matt, dude, just has got he's got that what we call the it factor. You know, he just has it. You know, Cardona has the it factor, bro. And uh and ain't like it ain't like he just showed up on the on the street here. He's been around a good little bit. You know, he just got in early like I did. And somehow dodged, I dodged not getting fired by five bosses and being one of two people that went the whole distance of, of WCW. Sting and me are it. That went the entire start to finish. Me and Sting are the only two that did WCW all the way without leaving and coming back. And how many guys did you see leave and come back? A bunch. Nasty boys. I mean, you know, Sid Vicious. Uh, I mean, guys, a lot of them, man. You know, Macho. Hulk. Was there uh, any interest when you were in WCW from WWE? Uh, they were digging for me, and I had all the leverage Except when I signed my contract, I didn't take out the little the little stuff I could have because I signed it in my hospital bed. And Eric Bischoff called me and goes, "Hey man, I just want to check on you, and I just want to make sure you you know our our handshake deal still works, and I'm I'm sure you're you're not worried about it." I said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I'm very worried about it. I said, here I am on a handshake and my neck's broke. He goes, Mark, he said, Bob, he goes, we can, we can, you know, make you a manager or anything, dude. You're, you're talent, you know. That's why well, I appreciate that so much. He goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, I'll curry your contract to you right now. So he curries, that was in courier, was a big deal. He couriers my contract to me. So instead of going through it, keep mine, hospital bed, he's giving me my contract anyway. I, I don't want to go through and know to this and know to that and be, and be a problem. So I just went to the back page and made sure the three deal, the three years were was the right numbers, right, right amount of money. And signed it and went, get that directly back to him. And so that's that's that that's where that came from. You know, just it just it just uh I, you know they were they were courting me real hard during that, but after I signed that, I mean literally me and Vince talked over the phone. And um, of course, I mean, he'd probably deny all this and all that, but I, I, I don't care because everybody that knows me knows I tell the truth about everything. And, um, but we talked, I remember having a conversation over the phone with him, him going, bro, I mean, this contract is like 
ironclad. I mean, yeah, we can't touch you, you know? But then when they bought the company, I went from the guy they were wanting so bad that was Buff Bagwell to, what was your name again? I almost went to that, bro. I mean, really, I did. I mean, I went from Buff to Mark and, you know, yeah, yeah. I was like, what happened to you courting me? You know, all those two months, you know? Because I was getting ready to go to Eric because my contract was coming up. And that's why you saw me first. That's why you saw Booker first. And that's why you saw Dallas first. It's because our contracts were up. And so we had to make a move. I could have sat home and made another 50, 60, 70, $80,000. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that's roughly. And um, instead, I had so much heat on the internet that I said, you know what, Vince? Here's the money. I'm going to save you from having to pay me, you know, 60, 70, $80,000. And that I want to show you that I'm on, I'm on board and I'm a team player. And I'm ready to go. I was fired in two weeks. And I was like, can I get my money back? <laughs> I mean, do you, do you even remember that? <laughs> Can I get my can I get my fucking money back? <laughs> Instead, I had to sue him to get my top hat back. I <laughs> left my top hat in the what travels to every show, and they wouldn't send it back to me. So I literally had to get my law. I'm not sure if I sued him, but but we I had to get my lawyer involved. It cost me money to get my hat back. In that crazy box you just saw. <laughs> My goodness. The next person is uh, any stories or anything with Vampiro? Because I've seen you guys talking on Twitter about how you guys are going to see each other. Is there any Vampiro stories? He's going to be with us in Daytona next weekend. Not this weekend, but next. He's going to do our live podcast with us in Daytona. So, it's, I, man, if you're anywhere in the state of Florida, man, you should drive to see this. It's going to be really good. But Vampiro and me, two complete, you know, just opposites of where we came from and how we talk and everything to really, 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 digging each other and loving each other you know um and the catch the the funny part was for some reason I, I always beat him and he was like dude just get up on the table and just just block bunch of me right now and get it over with you know he said that at wrestlecon you know, and I was like, we laughing. And I got a, I got the best picture in the world that's hanging up in here somewhere of me drop kicking him. And it's in one of the big cool books. And I am completely 100% horizontal on the drop kick. 
and my his hands are down and he's taking it like you're supposed to and not doing the you know not doing this deal and he's taking it and getting drop kicked but you can see my foot is just perfectly placed but that comes up to him feed me the right way too but it also comes from me having to jump at it the right time to get the right length and distance where I can extend my legs and be totally horizontal so Vampiro's a bit I'm, I'm a big mark for Vampiro I love you to death and um, just we've always been real close and then the last one is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. I've never met Seth Rollins, but I love, he was the first one I saw that did the blockbuster. He actually did my blockbuster as a high, as, a, as like a high spot. I mean, like a, yeah. uh, like a spot, you know, like, um, like a move in the ring, you know, like during a match. Um, and, and I came from the era of like um, when Jake, everybody was doing the DDT and Jake the St. Roberts, when you DDT somebody, they're done, right? Well, the little guys were using DDTs as, as kickout spots. And it, it, it pissed him off bad. But to me, it, 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 him doing those things is great. They're not about to say, that's the buff blockbuster. You know, they're not gonna give me, they're not gonna give me no props. But everybody in the wrestling world that knows I, that's my move. And him, uh, Bobby Rude. Yeah, Bobby Rude. By Rude, he, he, he does it. Um, somebody told me I saw a girl do it. I can't remember her name, but even a girl did it the other night. But it's it's actually a really good move, dude. It really is. It's, and you can I use love it for like a, 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 like, a, like a high spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite moves. I love it. Like whenever I, uh, whenever I did backyard wrestling, I used to always try it and it never worked out because we were wrestling on wrestling mats and i don't even remember what we used as a ring but the blockbuster is by far and away like in my top 10 favorite moves right but one last question i ask all my guests this if there's any piece of advice that you can give anybody not related to anything just anything in general what would it be advice <clears throat> The advice toward wrestling used to be before Game Changers, before AEW was don't do it, find something else. And then um, now that this everything's going on so good and wrestling's kind of rebirthing again, you know, um, the, the wrestling part of the question is, you know, have a backup plan, but still go for it, you know. Um, I had zero backup plan. I had zero schooling. Um, I just went for it and made it, you know, and, and that's not the way to do it. You need to have something to fall back on 
if your dream doesn't come through. But um, um, the most thing, the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask that is, is just simply the word positive. I mean, if you can just realize no matter what you do to be positive, make a negative a positive, bro. You can do it. I've done it. You can do it. I promise you can. It just takes a little worth, a little work. And I'm telling you something else. Deep breaths are gigantic. They're gigantic, bro. I mean, just one day, if you watch this podcast, one day, just sit in your couch and Dallas took me to a whole other level with this, but go I mean, bro, that automatically calms you down, regroups your brain, and settles you down. And then Dallas taught me that he does five second ones, 10 second ones, and even 20 second ones where he takes in for, for, for 20 or as close as he can. And then out for 20 as slow as he can. And bro, you become focused, you become relaxed, you get the anxiety that's on you that's off, that needs to be off of you. So positive and breaths, man, breathing is two huge things that have helped me. And I really, really love to share them with everybody because everybody I see that listen I'll say, take a deep breath and work on it. Now I'm going to start saying, hey, take a deep breath and, and do five of them, you know, five second ones, but not just one deep breath. Because uh, Dallas uh, up the game like he always does. And I was like, God, that's incredible. So um, he did that before his Hall of Fame speech. And he's like, dude, I was at 20 seconds going, you know, you know, his, you know, but, but he ain't spoken in front of a crowd in a long time. And there's, you know, 30,000 people there. And he's like, what the hell am I, have I got myself into here, you know? So he, he started getting a little bit of anxiety and he went to the breathing technique thing. And it's, it's, it really is if you give it a chance. And you, you, you don't even gotta give it a chance. Just try it once and you will do it again because you'll see that it really does by just going, you know, but make it longer. Um, you'll see that really, 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 man, it, things kind of come back into perspective a little bit. Okay. And that's huge. I'll have to try that out. Is there any last statements or anything you want to make before we wrap this up? Let the people know I where they can find I don't think so, man. Just, uh, you know, check out my, my podcast, uh, The Real Buff. I mean, uh, Rebuild, Rebuilding Buff, which is where all this thing started. 
Um, um, and then it went to the, you know, the, the crib and all that, but uh, the accountability crib and all that stuff. But still, it started with my podcast called Rebuilding Buff. So check it out. Um, we're live every week. We, we announce when we're going to be on. Um, and also, um, check out my website. Go to MarcusBuffBagwell.com marcusbuffbagwell.com and you'll see that um, you can get I mean I got five volumes of I've got every single match of mine that I've ever done on DVD every every match but I took the best of me and two colds the best of Star and the Stripes the best of American males, the best of the handsome stranger, the best of buff, and made them into five volumes. And they're on sale on my website and they're easy to get to, easy. And we got t-shirts on there. We got all kind of cool stuff on there, eight by tens. I got I got 58 by tens and I swear to God, 40 of them I would buy. I mean, honest to God, they're that cool because they're just cool and different. But, you know, uh, but, but just check it out. And it also gives you, the main reason I'm giving you this is it gives you my calendar. It shows you my schedule. It shows you where I'm at, where I'm going to be. And you get in because I don't even know. I look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm booking four months out, but I look at this week. Because go back to what I said earlier, I do what's right in front of me. And that's how you got to do it or you'll get overwhelmed. Absolutely. That's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Once again, thank you for listening. If you want to follow Marcus or Buff Bagwell at Marcus Buff Bagwell, right? It's it's Marcus Buff. It's it's an element. Mess me up. <laughs> MarcusBuffBagwell.com. And then follow me on Twitter at your boy Squint with three eyes. I'm in his podcast for all updates on the podcast. Don't forget to leave a review. Five stars, one star. You know the drill. Thanks for listening, guys.